Keep on riding with us as we continue to broadcast the balance and defend the discourse from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios here on Civic Cipher. Once again, I'm your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. You are tuned in to Civic Cipher. And uh, we want you to keep on riding with us because we still got some more show for you. Um, for this next half of the show, we're going to spend a good amount of time discussing the go back to Africa narrative or, or call from people who feel... I'm going to be as kind as I can. feel like black people complain too much about our station in this country. Those same people who compare black people in this country to black people in Africa. This is a thing that happens. And so we're going to speak to it. And fortunately, I had a gentleman engage with me online. And I think the resulting conversation is worth you listening to so that and so much more for you to stick around for uh and i ask that you do once again but first before we get there let's discuss ba ba becoming a better ally baba and today's baba sponsored by friends of the movement you can sign up for the free voter wallet from fotmglobal.com to support black businesses and allied businesses as well as make an impact with your spending again that's fotmglobal.com all right so came across a meme and i checked it out and it turned out to be true we're really exciting okay the meme says, self-made millionaire Harris Rosen adopted a Florida neighborhood called Tangelo Park, cut the crime rate in half and increased the high school graduation rate from 25% to 100% by giving everyone free daycare and all high school graduates scholarships. So a millionaire gave money to black neighborhood and black neighborhood did well. Well, it turns out this guy actually exists and he really does this. Okay, so I checked out his website. It's rosengivesback.com and I'll read this briefly. Through the, this is just one paragraph, it's a much longer read again, but this is the part that I feel really kind of sells this. Through the Harris Rosen Foundation, Mr. Rosen saved a local YMCA aquatic center so children have a place to learn to swim to help prevent accidental drownings. The foundation also honors Mr. Rosen's heritage by assisting the Jack and Lee Rosen Jewish Community Center to better serve children and families of all religions in the Southwest Orlando community. Within this site, you will learn about the individuals and organizations to whom Mr. Rosen has provided support, disaster relief, and the opportunity to fulfill their dreams. Again, that's rosengivesback.com. And if you're able to check out that website, what you're going to see is an old white man who just looks like money. I'm being honest. And he's surrounded by black kids, little black boys and girls. Right? Almost as like if he's found his own version of heaven. He's so happy to give back to these folks. And I thought that this was worth a mention because he definitely is an ally. And I think by exampling that behavior, you too can become a better ally. And you don't necessarily need money. It's just the spirit that goes a long way. All right. Money helps, however. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say that, Dan. All right. So I'm going to tell you a bit about this guy. Bless, from- bless you, Ramses. From for our YouTube. listeners, I know this story already that yeah. you guys are about yeah. to hear. Here we go, man. Buckle in. Bless you, bro. So um, his name is Max Power and then some number. Um, I didn't put the number here, but Max Power, man. I told you I was going to talk about you on the radio. So here we go, man. I do sincerely appreciate the time that you put into this conversation, even though I know you were trying to make a point that I will I'll never see things from your way. I do appreciate it because people like you show me that there are people like you. And for better or worse, you illuminate a blind spot. And my hope is that you and I are going to be able to be brothers one day and sit down at a table with a lot more in common in terms of how we see the world and different. And fortunately, I have the stage and I'm able to share our story. And so I will do this today. 
So um, what we did was we put up a video that says, uh, basically it was like, um, it was discussing, you know, uh, white privilege and, and giving examples of white privilege. This is what we put up on our social media, right? We, we put up clips of the show. We put up clips of things that come in the news and so forth. So one such clip, he responds to this clip by saying, I will give you two choices and you can only choose one. Number one, your ancestors stayed in Africa and were never brought to the U.S. by Jewish ships. You are now living in modern-day Africa with mud huts, no running water, slavery, still exists in Africa today, and working either for a Chinese mining firm like Cret7 or doing God knows what. You cannot leave Africa now. Or option two, your ancestors were brought to the U.S. by Jewish-owned slave ships. Nothing changes. Everything was the same to this day. You have everything you have now. You are in the U.S. Think carefully what choice you want. And then he puts a smiley face, right? So what he's trying to do, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, Q, just let me get this off. So what he's trying to do is uh, suggest that that we have it better in the United States than we would have had it in Africa, right? And for people that don't know any better and people that cannot see beyond their own biases and prejudices and, and they don't, they don't recognize that they're ignorant to a lot in the way of studies that would show them just how rich a place Africa historically has been, even before places like Greece and, and Rome, which I'll talk about here, um, it all, it sounds like a bunch of black people in huts living like cavemen. Right. And so they, they think that that's what would have happened. Right. So this is why we have to have this conversation. So allow me to respond. So this is my response to him. I says, this only tells me that you don't know the rich and diverse history of Africa. And furthermore, you think that everyone Afri in Africa is miserable. There are people who live in places I'm confident you never heard of that researchers have found to be happier than both of us. None of them has an iPhone or a Netflix account. As decorated as my passport is, I hope to one day visit some of those places. Also check out Dr. Anthony Browder. He can serve as a great starting point for the African civilizations that taught and influenced the early cultures in Greece, Rome, etc. And that includes their architecture. No mud huts. I thought that was a sufficient response. Again, at the time, I didn't realize it would turn into what it has turned into. But in short order, he responded back. You still have not answered the question. Oh, okay, Max Powell. I have not answered the question. All right, here we go. This is my response to that. The question is invalid. Had my ancestors stayed in Africa and there was never a transatlantic slave trade and thus no European colonization of African countries, then Africa would be the wealthiest continent on earth by a considerable margin. Again, with the brilliant mathematical minds from Ethiopia, Kush, Ghana, Sonink, uh, I think that's how I pronounce the name of the uh, tribe there, etc. Your supposition of me living in a mud hut doesn't reflect an accurate representation of what Africa would be today with all of its diamonds and gold and precious metals, minerals and resources in its coffers. Truthfully, your question doesn't represent historical Africa all that well either. 
Only a smaller, more exotic facet of the pre-colonial African landscape, i.e. the tribal communities, that made for interesting stories back in Europe. A similar thing happened in this country. Indeed, the natives in this land didn't all live in small tribes and teepees. There were full, rich, complex societies across North and South America. They have been excavated and studied in detail, effectively debunking the stereotypical pre-1492 Native American lifestyle. It's this Eurocentric viewpoint that you have. I, I didn't want to use the word white supremacist, but that's what it is. And I didn't want to scare them off because people, they tend to shut down when you tell them the truth. So Eurocentric kind of worked here. But for those that would hold my feet to the fire... I intended to put white supremacist. I just knew that I'd lose them. And, you know, if you have a chance to educate someone or learn, then you take advantage, right? Anyway, it's this Eurocentric... Um, where did I go? Sorry. There we go. Viewpoint that you have that causes lots of harm to those of us looking to build bridges. Truth told, these people and others have historically helped out white people time and again. And they were often repaid with disease theft, lies, enslavement, rape, or outright, outright slaughter. There are lots of people who think Africans have always just been people with bones in their noses, but that's only part of the tapestry of historical Africa. I won't hold it against you since this is probably the first you're hearing of it, but I implore you to travel and do a bit of digging as well. It's a great way to shield, or sorry, to shed the notion that one group is superior to another. Again, that's me trying to interject like Hey, dog, you might think that you're white, that you might have some white supremacist views that you're not confronting. So I put, you know, it's a great way to um, shed the notion that one group is superior to another. Um, they're just different. To answer the biggest predictor, this is my answer, okay? To answer the biggest predictor of happiness is the amount of close friendships, not mud houses or iPhones. I'd rather live where I have friends. Thanks for this. It was fun. Please keep listening, watching, and supporting. It helps us grow our radio show. Talk to you soon, and I put a heart. Okay? After that, he puts, So you think that if Europeans never given Africa the written language, it would be Wakanda. Got it. LOL. So I am going to assume that you would not give up your life here and that your answer is number two. So I responded, Written language comes from Northern Africa <laughs> and what is now the Middle East, not Europe. That is a very easy thing to Google if you don't already know that. Um, Sumerians, ancient Sumerians, anyone? Not Europe. You can assume what makes you feel best. The question was flawed, but I'd be happy wherever I have friends. Happy. Okay. All right. So he says again, so again, you will not answer. You people have it made in the U.S. Mm. and would still be selling each other to tribes. Go watch Empire of Dust. Okay. So I will spare you the rest of our exchange, you know, back and forth. But, you know, me trying to communicate to this gentleman that th th his question is invalid. It's, it's akin to me asking you, hey, Q, do you want purple or last Tuesday? You guys can't see me, but what am I supposed to do with that flawed non-question? Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you want Purple or Last Tuesday? It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not like a real thing. Um, and again, for a person that assumes 
that living in Africa and, and had there been no transatlantic slave trade, um, that people in Africa would be miserable. I think that it, there is no better way to example a white supremacist, Eurocentric uh, arrogance than in a question like that. Because again, it assumes, oh, we're God's gift to the planet. Your iPhone makes you happy. No, iPhones stress everybody out, fam. Again, there's tribes in, in, in the bottom of the Himalayan, uh, what is that, Mount Everest? Uh, the happiest human beings on earth, scientifically studied, they don't have a Wi-Fi signal for a hundred miles in any direction. They don't need it, right? And if the goal is to be happy, to spend time with loved ones, so forth and so on, technology and, and whatever else that this sort of, again, this Eurocentric vantage point, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to be happy. Will their lives be more convenient? Sure. But the only reason lives, lives need to be more convenient is because lives get more stressful with more complex societies, with more in the way of capitalistic forces, et cetera, right? So there's good and bad, yes? And again, for folks that feel like, well, our way of life, the only way of life they know, by the way, our way of life is superior. These are, these are not people, this guy, I'm confident this guy never spent 20 years on a beach and, and had something to compare his life in the USA against. He never, you know, he didn't live enough lives. None of us are able to do that. So this is the only reason why I'm saying this, um, to be able to say our way of life is superior, right? But the insulting nature of the communication, like, oh, you guys would be still living in mud huts with bones in your noses if we didn't come and rescue you from the continent of Africa. And, and you know, again, those people that, that talk about slavery, like, oh, you guys sold you yourselves in slavery your people sold you into slavery and 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 you know he mentioned that slavery was practiced in africa and it absolutely was these are not these are not things that we've ever refuted on this show but we have talked about how chattel slavery in this country was very different many times and the types of slavery that you'll find in african countries and in many parts of the world doesn't mean that if you have a child that your child is a slave too and you've created a slave race all of the black people that you see exist to serve you. And if you are born black, your whole life is based around servitude. That's not a real thing anywhere else. I mean, sure, in probably small isolated pockets of gross individuals, but not a whole country. And the birth of a country based off of that sin, right? But... There are people who want to rewrite history. There are people who want to whitewash history. There are people who sincerely feel like what it is that they are saying makes sense. And specifically, again, in this example, in order to rewind time where black people never left Africa in the first place, you're rewinding again a lot of colonialism, right? And the colonization of Africa. Africa is a very different place. He wanted me to watch this movie and I sent him a response to that, too. I'll spare you the details of it. You don't, you don't need to watch the movie. But long and the short of it is that um, the same thing that happened to the Native Americans in this country is the same thing that's happened to a lot of the African countries, um, where there are these European colonists who lie, violate treaties, contracts, deals, agreements, whatever, and then they stomp out revolutions, and, and, and Africa is littered with them. 
And then you get people like him who get to point a finger and say, look at what, what bad a shape Africa's in. Aren't you glad we rescued you from that? No, you did that to Africa and you did this to us. And you are the bad guy in a lot more people's story than you realize. And we are trying to build a bridge for you to come back because we are still your brothers. One of the things that I say on the show and then I, I would love to get your thoughts. Go ahead and jump in. One of the things I say on the show, I'm sorry. It's just, I had a lot to say, obviously. No, don't apologize. I am not eager to jump in. <laughs> I'm not going to be pleasant. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that, it comes with the territory. But one of the things, again, that we um, have talked about time and again on the show is that, you know, for people that really feel like, um, well, you know, we, we like Christianity is a gift. Um, people that feel like, and Christianity, by the way, also was in Africa before the United States of America even existed. That was not a gift to African people. Um, and again, this all happened before there were cars. So everybody walked everywhere and exchanged ideas on the continent of Africa. Okay? Um, for people that feel like uh, Africa was doomed without realizing their place in their ancestors' role, in the equation, it's very uh, narrow-minded and short-sighted, and it fails to account for a an alternate version of reality where Africa and indeed Africans could have continued to thrive. Mansa Musa's from Africa. The most complex society the world has ever known, historical, ancient historical society the world has ever known, is in Africa proper. Show me where Egypt is on a map, and I'll show you Africa. Okay, Black people walk there. They're, in, they're painted on the hieroglyphs. Black people. Okay, They were called Nubians because that was the land. Right? And in sub-Saharan Africa too. And a lot of, there's a lot of architecture that exists there that's even older than the pyramids. As I mentioned in Sudan and Ethiopia. Brilliant masterpiece. These great works of art that exist. Even right now, you can go and visit them. But for some people, it's mud huts, right? So with that level of brilliance, and, and again, these people from Greece, these people from, from Rome and, and different places in Italy went to Africa to learn. And then they took this information back and passed it off as their own. A lot of the origin stories of Christianity indeed comes from African stories. Again, for folks that are interested, check out Tony Browder. He will give you all of the game, or you can read any one of his books, and they're all, he cites all of his sources. It's all there. These aren't conspiracy theorists. I'm not giving his conspiracy theories. These are facts. And yet and still, I push for us to be brothers. Black people are the oldest people. The first people that makes us the big brothers. And we know that sometimes our little brothers act crazy, but they're still our little brothers and we still love them. All right. That was what I wanted to say. Go ahead, kid. You people. <laughs> I spent most of this segment angry. Uh, reading the language of someone who I could be standing across the room from at the mall, the grocery store, the library, and who I'm not certain, but almost certain 
I greet with a smile, a head nod, a hello. And at this date, still early enough in the year, a happy new year. And that's, that's how you are. She, because I don't know that Max Power is a man or a woman, so would look at me and think he or his people would still be living in mud huts if it wasn't for us. And the disdain that comes with that way of thinking, because that's not a singular thought. That's that's part of an entire indoctrination. Yeah. yeah. Um, still, you know, I, I make a lot of fuss about the lack of quote unquote progress. It's this utopia that everybody thinks we have a chance to reach one day that I'm convinced that we don't. I'm sorry to say that. We'll so get there plainly, but I'm, we, we just, we're almost polarized in that regard. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> And and things like this kind of prove it, right? The gift of we gave you written language. What are you talking about? You're talking to me in English. I'm not certain, but I'm sure if I research it, I learn English might be the youngest of the languages, and written language, like you said, in in you know the Northern Africa and the and the Persian Gulf, uh, the, the Middle East existed before Christ. And by the way, while we're here. Before they cut that Suez Canal there, that was all part of the same landmass and people walked around. So, yes, there were black people there, too. Ramses said that he thinks that there was some forge of brotherhood in this single conversation with a person that would refer to us as you people. Well, we might be a little closer. Sure. We might be a little closer. And you know what? Closer is better than further, right? So, man, Max Power, I appreciate the engagement because I don't consider that a waste. We'll get there. As I mentioned in my comment, we'll get there one day and I do hope to see you there, but uh, we'll leave it right there. So that's going to do it for us on this episode of civic cipher. Thank you for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja with his boundless grace. <laughs> I am Q Ward, you know, not, not angry, but you know, hurt by this idea that there are brothers and sisters in this world that see us perpetually as beneath them simply because of the amount of melanin in our skin. No matter how much more decent I would be than someone who would wish you harm, the whiteness of that person's skin would give them more grace from you than me. And that is a really, really unfair and, and really cruel reality to have to live. Um, before I go, let's once again shout out, uh, what's his name? Chandler Hughes, there he is. Six-year-old brilliant genius. Until next week, y'all. Peace.